for men and the women who loved them, for dads raising daughters and the men they want them to attract, for the moms raising sons that need help making them into quality men. Welcome to our table. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Stripped Raw. I'm here with Fred, Dum Dum, and yep. with yep. Matt. Yep. Yep. Today's topic was picked by Fred because uh, with the people, well, I'll let you just run with it. The people you said that you've sent this to, uh, this podcast, you said that uh, they wish that we would speak to the younger male. Yeah, it just seems like, uh, in general, the people that we, well, that I come in contact with, um, they typically think it's interesting, but think it could be used or useful in the ears of the actual target audience. Okay, so the target audience is the younger male. I think that's with the uh, the You Matter box, that was the gauge. That's kind of what we're going after initially. We got different steps to the You Matter box, different phases, but uh, we know the male. We've grown up with the male. You've raised males, been around men pretty much our entire a lot of guys too. Remember, we started out at Little Rock. We had how many? Because we've mm-hmm. been together twenty years, and like an old married couple. Mm-hmm. You yeah. too. And in that shop, at at the time of its heyday, let's say we had there was like a hundred people there, one hundred thirty people. Yeah, and ninety airmen. There was only three or four females, so you see, like there was a huge group of just eighteen to twenty-five year olds, which is kind of our target audience when it comes to the You Matter box right now. So, if we were to spin this message on the things that we've learned, like Matt pointed out a minute ago, how would we do things different? If you were 20 years old now, if you were talking to yourself, that's the way I like to look at it. If you were to coach your your younger self or mentor your younger self, based on what you know now, how would you go about it? Um, For me, I always got that that, uh, you're, you're young still. You've got time that people always told me, and I wouldn't take that advice. I wouldn't um I wouldn't live like I'm young. I would live like it's the um it's today or not or never, you know. Yeah. So what what does living young mean to you though? Well so it's that kinda like, okay, so I was a wrestler, I was naturally good at it, so I didn't try to excel at it until my later years. When I actually found that I was really good at it, it was time to go into college, you know. Um or for instance, if college is your goal, um aim for NASA rather than aiming for being an esthetician, you know? So as to say, if you fail short of a NASA program, you could go to Yale and say, well, that didn't work out, but I'm still looking for something. So always shooting for the stars. In a sense, yeah, aim for it, because even if you're a musician and you play cello, right? uh, If you don't stick with it after high school, you won't get into that lifestyle. There's no way for me to become a concert cellist now. No matter how much I love it, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You have to have, you have to hold on to it when you're young. You have to take that trajectory. Yeah, I think I would look back and actually establish goals for myself, and have a plan B and C because I didn't have shit. I went to college, I fucked that all up. I hung out, drank too much, partied. That's all I really cared about. I didn't care about school, and then forty five hits and. I got my associate's degree with help from my kids. Yeah. Which is they were very getting, humbling. They were getting their associate's degree at the same time. Yeah, pretty Big much. family push. So I think, you know, 
there's so much wide open space and it it's different growing up now than it was but when we came up right yeah. even though we're generationally different it's changed to what they have now yeah what sticks to me what you just said is you had a plan b and a plan c like i had a plan a and that was what i was i guess brought up thinking was to get the the wife the kid the house all of that stuff and if that all falls apart i mean what's your plan b what's your plan c and also like would you tell your boys because they're at the age now uh, would you tell your sons right now, like, hey, man, you need to get married so you can be married just like your grandparents for 80 years? Is that the goal? I don't have goals for them other than being good human beings and be productive in society. That That's a whole different uh, piece that I kind of stay out of because if you look at young men and women nowadays, they're not getting married. They're not doing the things that our parents did. They didn't get married at 18, white picket fence, all this American dream shit that you just talked about. Yep. It doesn't exist for them. So I wouldn't put that on them. Yeah, well, it was pretty cool. In a way, I mean, as children, because they're still kids, right? They're still children. Yeah. But I think, uh, especially talking with your boy several podcast episodes ago, seems like he's trying to learn himself instead of trying to learn somebody else that's what i did i got into a marriage so i can figure somebody else out and learn what she wanted and what she liked and all these things instead of focusing on myself like fred's talking about 100 percent. but i think the beauty of uh, a good man is that it's a finite definition um being a good man in society is you have a, a set thing amount of things that you do and things that you don't do it's not like uh you know women are infinite they have every different iteration and every different right to call themselves whatever they you know they can say being feminine is being masculine it's being soft it's being strong it's being this but for for being a good man we have a finite list of things we need to check off and if you waste away your younger years not focusing on it then you turn out to be 18 and not have what you need then you waste your young 20s trying to figure it out but you're now in a position to where you're in the professional field you know, you've got the right to go out and drink and everything else. And then you start to get sideways, you know. But if you were a young man and you take the time to put in the work that you need to put in on the inside, realizing that people who are cool in high school in 20 years are typically the worst conditioned people, you know. Being cool in school isn't really what it's, what it's made out to be when you look back. So, Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, And I saw that when I went to college, like the most popular kids in my school because I went to private school till I got kicked out so senior year public school you know they came up to me in college because they were now nobodies and then I just ignored them like fuck you you wasn't good enough then you're not good enough now mm -hmm. but I think today you see a lot of the youth when like a milestone for us was turning 18 we were adults we already had a car or some sort of vehicle. We we're already working. You don't see that now. Yeah. We were talking about that last night. Yeah. Kids not wanting cars. And Driver's license. Yeah, they don't want licenses yeah. or anything. So it's like it's delayed adulthood. Mm -hmm. But in, this, in the same token of things, like talking with your boy, Matt, he was like talking about diving into himself and learning about us and talking with other guys about like pretty deep things 
So maybe instead of them getting, you know, these kids getting a license, they're trying to figure out about narcissism or relationship stuff or child wounds. I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> it's different for us, but I don't know if it necessarily means that it's bad. No, I'm not saying it's one way or the other. It's just in comparison to when I turned 18 yep. versus when they turned 18. Mm-hmm. It, it's different. So yeah. I can't hold them to the same standard. Right. I was held against because the world's changed. No, it has. But like what Fred is saying, if we were to continue, if these younger people were to establish, I think it's values is what they need. Like at, at an earth, like what do you value and what are you not going, what are you not willing to jeopardize that value for? If you're saying I want to be the CEO of Google, I'm not going to go out and party every night at 18. I'm going to have this value and nothing's going to be able to trip it up. Whereas Dave, back in the day, anything could trip it up. Girls, partying, all that stuff, because yeah. it was quote-unquote fun. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to not be a drinker as a kid. You know, um, I didn't start drinking until I was like 24, so I didn't have the same setbacks. But um, I think the thing that I failed to do was to live in the um, live outside of my comfort. I had a lot of natural talents. I was naturally smart, uh, naturally athletic. Where did all that go? And, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, so I got through things a lot with very little um, effort, and it was better than my, my peers. So uh, if I were to look back, the thing I would do is take more chances, um, ask more questions. I was raised to not ask why, just to do what's told, you know, which is great and all, but if you don't challenge or at least question the things being fed to you, you really don't stand a chance to to get out of the whatever it is that society is pushing on us, you know? Right. Social media. Yeah. Social that's, media. That's, that is the greatest influence to youth. Yeah. We didn't have it. Mm. So it, it is different, but what bullshit is being fed to these kids through social media to where they think this is you know the end all be all but most of that shit is fake because it's one sided mm. yep. nobody puts that they had a fucked up day or they're going through a divorce or they're thinking about committing suicide they don't put any of that shit you're going to see all this fancy stuff they go post near somebody's Tesla and take it a picture like it's theirs <laughs> you know what I mean or the, yeah. the David Goggins and all these other people but yeah. they're it's good and bad. It's good for a, motiv- a motivational standpoint. But, like, so for me this year, my New Year's resolution is to spend no more than five minutes a day on social media. So I have a timer set on my phone. It's five minutes. Uh, whatever I can get done in five minutes, if I even do that now, that's it. You know, because at the end of the day, I've heard enough motivational speakers. I've definitely seen enough half-naked women. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and the things that I need, they can be found in books, which is another thing that young men fail to get into. Uh, so when you look at the things that they filter in social media from genocide to masculinity, you know, they keep that stuff out of social media. And what you have to start asking is who benefits from that? Yeah. And why are they doing it? Why? How about that? Why? Right. Uh, Even the stuff in the news overseas. Right. Like. You don't even know if that shit's real, man. <laughs> and having lived there. And that's there, crazy. Right, yeah. Having lived there for the, you know, prior, prior, prior three years before this, 
it's a completely different situation than what's being said here. And But what can you do about it? What can you really do in America versus the internet? You know, think about TikTok and what it is in China is it's a program where engineers get on and they make science videos or they make math videos and they don't they filter in China like they filter Khan all Academy. yeah 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 it, essentially they filter all the bullcrap off of TikTok in China if you don't have an in, an educational uh, account in China you get limited you get basically withdrawn but in America of TikTok if you like to steal Kias you'll definitely not get blocked you know what I mean like right. But we got blocked when we tried to put out a press release for this uh, yeah. You Matter box. Like, well, I think it's it, fucking nuts. In a way, because <clears throat> if, if we do the same thing that, let's say, China's doing, where you're empowering people instead of holding them back, we would create a stronger male. And a, str- a strong, once you have a man, that's a very dangerous thing. You got to think just, like, can I just pause you for it? Just to be clear. We feel that the issue in society is the men, and they're not living up to what they should be doing. So continue with that. Correct. If you were a stronger, if think of how dangerous you are right now. Like I feel very dangerous because nothing can shake me. I'm not scared of anything. I am in my like I am in my energy, and I don't give two shits what anybody else thinks anymore. You're still under forty. Right, I feel pretty dangerous, and that is a very dangerous thing to the compound of what they're trying to go against, if you will. I don't know if it's government. I don't. But I think if, if we talk about certain specific things, I'm sure this is going to start to be the first time you, we get canceled for some stuff. But if second time, oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, okay. like hard cancel, yeah. like. Uh, oh, but yeah. you know what I mean. Um, if the male was stronger, if the male was his own leader in his own house, in his own community, in his own state, city, then the country would be better. We had stronger communities, we'd have a stronger country, right? I always say we used to have front porches, now we have back patios. Right? Yep. We I think are, the word that's missing from the today's dictionary is values. And I think inherently growing up, there was family values, things that you did purposely. Yeah. And I don't think we have that anymore. No, we don't. Because it's easy entertainment. It's what's easy. video. So you have video games. What are some of the things? If you could tell, like, some values. If your kid was within this time frame, I think, like my kid, he's at that perfect age now, where it's like, whatever I tell him, he's like, that's imprinted on him. So it's like, what would I tell him right now? Don't watch porn. Limit yourself on video games. Stay away from... But that's a great thing, just from the first step. Um, if you aren't willing to have that talk with your kid, his friends will. You see what I'm saying? And then they introduce it the whole wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a creating that accountability with your son so that his friends can't, yeah. you know, dick around and lead him down the wrong path. Um, I think that's huge. You know, but that's our responsibility as it men. It is. Right. He used to love like Happy Meals, but now it's like after we had a, it was a quick conversation. It wasn't that hard. Dad, is McDonald's healthy for you? No, it's not. It isn't what, but the chicken nuggets. Hey man, I used to like him too, but no, this is how it's made. And he's like, oh, I don't know if I, I need to limit myself at McDonald's when it comes to candy. 
Uh, if Dad, can I have all this candy? No, it's because make your stomach hurt. Why does it make your stomach? And you just go through. It's just quick, fast conversations, and it's just now those are his values. Yeah, I think it's, and I don't want to step on any toes, but that's like the same thing as letting kids believe there's a Santa Claus. Like those type of little things. It's cute. It's whatever. It's cuddly. It feels nice. But at the end of the day, you're not leading them anywhere. And then you got to go ten years later and reset values about what Christmas means or this or that. Right. So if you if you as a as a leader in your household have those what you would call difficult conversations, which I wouldn't say they're super difficult, but if you if you answer those questions with the real answer, not just because, you know. Well, people are afraid. It's so it's a difficult conversation because people are afraid of being judged. That's why for the longest time I wouldn't tell like my kid about McDonald's because I was like, no, because he's going to want to go out and have McDonald's with his friends, and I don't want his other friends to feel it. And finally, it's like I don't care. This is my kid. This is his life. If there is something that I can lead him on, this is exactly what I'm going to do. And that's that. Because it's who's influencing that's your it. son. That's it. Because it's either it's, you or them. It's right. either me or them. Right. Him or, it's going to be me or the outside world because he's going to get influenced. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. And even if somebody from the outside world doesn't influence, uh, social media, the algorithms through YouTube, through websites, it is so easy for you to to find even porn. When I was 18 years old, I mean, I didn't know almost anything about porn. 17, 18 years old. Because I mean, I grew up in an age where there were still JCPenney catalogs and stuff, right? <laughs> Matt came up and there was like half-drawn girls on stone tablets and stuff. Rocks. Rocks. Big, rocks, big yeah. rocks. But I was able to find porn through the screen, if you will. Right. Yeah, it was quick access. It was uh, well, it was slow access because dial-up is a whole another story back in the day. But you used to have to flip like <laughs> Cinemax at night. You'd have to flip With the channel the, to like in between three and four. The fuzzy and, stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but now yeah. it's instantaneous. All of it, all of this crap. It's like fast food on steroids through a screen. Quick dopamine release. Yep. But, and the algorithm is learning you. And, you know, if you obviously, yeah, if you talk about anything around your cell phone and then you jump on Facebook, there'll there's be an, an ad, ad for it. it right? yeah. Amazon, yeah. everything. Yeah. All of it. So we think you would like this. How yeah. the fuck did you know? <laughs> yeah. I just had this conversation. Yeah. And so um, that's the, uh, the, the the skill that's lost is delayed gratification. Right. Similar to working out in the gym. You don't go in there for a week and then go looking in the mirror like right? it's it's something that you you work towards it's something that you aim for if you don't have the idea that i can get this right now but i need to work at this and you set that type of tone for your life then certain things just they they won't make sense it it doesn't make sense to think that you can turn around tomorrow and have you know a chiseled body you know at the age of 40 you got to do some stuff to get there you got to work some way through it right it's the same with any other process anything that's valuable anything that's worth anything value that's the thing it's value yeah I'm not, willing word, to jeopardize. I'm not willing to jeopardize. It's like, uh, hey, man, you want to come over and eat this thing? Look at Cover now, because he's on like this straight on, full on mission. Yeah. He's like, Thanksgiving. No, man, I can't eat any of that because he has a goal. And in the past, you know, I'd mess with him, too. But now it's like, man, I respect him. I still mess with him. But it's like, I respect it. This dude has a value. And he's like, no, nothing's going to Sort of it. like when you were doing that whole vegan thing. Yeah. Yeah, and we did mess with you. Oh yeah, because I still don't understand why they make vegan chicken nuggets and vegan hot dogs when it's imitating meat any fucking way. 
Oh, that's a whole. We can get into a whole other thing that's, if you want to, Bernard. We'll say that for another podcast. I ate a lot of lettuce. I was trying to lower my blood pressure. That's all it was. <laughs> Lawyers will do that to you. <laughs> Life will do that to you. Yeah. But I think getting back to the topic of these 20-year-olds, and I think it goes back to what Fred just said about delayed gratification. You have to put this work in, and you're not going to see the results. Eventually you will. But everything here is instantaneous. Their whole life is instantaneous. Everything. There's no patience. You don't have to have patience for anything anymore. And that's what kids miss out. Like, I go back to sports. Like, look at at what just happened with uh, college football. The game's ruined. These kids go right in the fucking transfer portal. They stop playing. Is that what that is? I didn't even understand that. I just saw that. They just jump in this transfer portal and go somewhere else because... They didn't get playing time. Hmm. Delayed gratification. Yeah. Maybe you got to fucking work at it to be better yeah. than that other person. But nobody has that conversation. What they have is somebody in their ear telling them, you deserve it. You deserve it. And I'll go back to the statement. Yep. Men don't deserve things. We earn things. You, you earn. just don't deserve it, man. I don't care who you think you are, how much your mom loves you. You don't deserve anything as a man. You have to earn it. That's some female stuff. Females deserve things. So that's wild. So you just quit a team, quit a whole practice. And you know he shows up to the next team wanting to be RB1, right? So that's, you know, I love Deion Sanders. I love what he's doing at Colorado with that whole team. And they're not used to it because they got somebody in their ass. And he's holding these kids accountable. And they don't know what to do with themselves. So they quit the team or they leave. And go in the transfer portal. That's why. Because it's accountability. It's a delayed gratification. Yeah. And it's very hard, like baseball. Been a coach of baseball for years. Nine kids go out on that field. Are you going to be one of the nine? I got 15 dudes. How do you get to be that to that point? You outwork that person. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. First in, last out. Maybe put more work in the gym. On the track. Work on your skills. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Not just, if well, you, I'm on the team, so I should go out there and play. Yeah. Nah, bro. But we did this. Trophy generation. Everybody, nobody's, everybody's a winner here. Yep. Nah, bro, you just got your ass kicked. Yeah. Well, I got a trophy. Throw that shit in the garbage. I agree. And I'm not trying to sound like an asshole, but those are values you have to teach your kids for life. Because what happens in life, you get your ass kicked. We've all had our asses kicked several times. Yeah, I ain't never lost. You're constantly losing. (laughs) Ugly, too. You got to teach them that. I agree. No, I... I, Your son is going to have to learn those lessons. To lose. Yeah, and we, it sucks, and yeah. it sucks as a parent watching it. We had this conversation with two ladies at the table, and I told them how little boys just can't learn that in a soft environment. That it's going to be hard. It's just going to. It's not going to be fair. Um, that's when my life changes. When I realize the idea of fairness, that concept is uh, something that they. It's like a carrot dangling in front of you. 
Nothing's ever going to be fair. And, and aiming for that will always leave you upset. Somehow, some way, you know. Accepting that you have to work for stuff you may not receive. And then you get stuff pouring on you that you didn't pay for, you know. But that's life. And if you sit and cry about it, then you will just be stuck on that track. So, Right. Everybody, that's plan A. Yeah. But you don't have plan B or C. And, oh. I, and I think there's value in that. Like when I leave here, this job, I'm going to have another job. I'm already started working towards that goal. Because mm-hmm. I'm not waiting around for somebody to hand and then say life's not fair to me. Yeah. I can't. Fuck that. I can't do that to my family. Right. You can't survive that way. So if there was something this episode is for, you know, a message to all those, to the boys out there. And even if you're 18 and you're paying taxes, you're still a boy, in my opinion. I think all of us have different definitions, probably of men. You had a pretty good one last night. You said, you know, you can still be called a man, but you're not an honest man. Yeah. I never thought about that. That was pretty dope. Yeah. Um, what is something, let's sit down some bullet points. What would you tell that younger self? If you were talking to your nephew right now, he's 18 or 16 or 12 or whatever. I'm actually in a conversation with my nephew currently. He's 15. The one thing I suggest for him is read books. Uh, There's a book called The Menu. It's about, uh, it says The Menu, Life Without the Opposite Gender. And it's a a freaking awesome book where he compares a five-course meal to growing up and living life and your options because you can't get steak what can you get you know steak being the woman you can go for this you can get vegetables you can do this vegetables being work you can get more work which earns more money you know versus because technically you know chasing women is just expensive until you find the one then it's more expensive and you know that's just what it's going to be that's part of providing so that's the number one thing is get into the books and read books about developing yourself i'm not saying you can't read chronicles of narnia or something but you got to do some self-help some self-developing some introspective books what would you say i agree right now i'm and i do audio books just driving to work drive home and it's uh how starbucks saved my life and it's about this guy that came from wealth and privilege had a great job he was an executive at an ad agency and they cut him because they thought he was too old. Hmm. So this lady gives him a job at Starbucks, and he starts out as a barista. So imagine going, making 150000 200000 losing all of it to working at Starbucks. And he learns a lot about diversity, inclusion, because he always had this feel about himself like he was better than everybody else. Yep. So it's interesting, and I learn from it, but I, I do read a lot of books. I think it's 100% spot on. And if you don't like to read, audio Spotify has audio books now. YouTube does too. In, uh, there's a book called um, Getting to the Know. It's about negotiation and how to get through life and do things in a way that you actually come out fruitful by getting what you want out of something, you know? There's just so much that you can learn, learning from people who've done it, you know? Yeah. Well, when you're learning from it, it allows, like, it's that uh, self-awareness that you don't know everything. But I do think that, you know, 18, you go out into the world. That's how I was. It was 18, went out to the world, started getting a paycheck, and it's like, I don't need to learn anything because I'm providing right now. 
But I didn't know shit. I didn't know anything. Yeah. The next thing is um, this world will always preach this idea that there's somebody for everybody, that you have to go out and find love. At the, at the age, at the young age, if you can, which is difficult in this society, to put off the idea of girlfriends and get into the idea of, I say, honestly, four years of military with a TSP and then getting out of it, you know? Just make that commitment, serve your country, get your school paid for, and get your retirement account set up for four years. You could be you could be 32. You could be living the house you want, driving the car you want, and the way the world rewards you is with women and attention. So you can get all that far better if you put it off and actually focus on yourself first. Investing in yourself. Right. Like you said, when you first got married, you were, what, 20? Yep. Trying to learn some completely different person. And women evolve through life, whereas men mature through life. And that evolution of that woman is different than the one that was here. It's different than the one that's now. You know, you would have never caught up to it, mm-hmm. you know? No, it never would have. But you don't know who you are. You think you do. Yep. But you really don't. Yeah. You don't know anything about yourself. And that's, as you said, self-development, learning about yourself, growing, and then go out and challenge the world. Yeah, get Take that it experience. On. Yeah, experience it. Experience life. Um, granted, I do believe men do need to have sexual experience in order to court the woman that they want. They need to have comfort with the opposite sex. But set some type of boundaries some type of limits to how which how far you're willing to go to get that if you aren't able to stick to your routines how you wake up in the morning you do push-ups you read 10 pages you go to work you do something with your life and yeah if you can't commit to yourself then you shouldn't be trying to commit to somebody else because all you're doing is breaking hearts and making it harder for the next guy so you guys ever heard of 75 hard yeah yeah no explain it to me so 75 hard is 75 days of two workouts a day, one's outside, reading 10 pages, drinking a gallon of water, and dieting, not eating a bunch of shit, no alcohol. And the reason why it's so popular is because people are learning about themselves because they, obviously when you start, it's hard as shit. But when you get to that end result, everything all your programming about yourself how you view things because you're reading right that's all part of it it changes your perspective on life and it's a lot of people have started gravitating to this simple program because of the results that it produces Hmm. it's like a reset on your brain 100 percent. it's not just the physical but it's the mental Yep. Because you prove to yourself, look what I just did. Yeah. As a precursor to that, um, I did, um, there's a book called The Miracle Morning by some guy named Hal, whatever. But it basically teaches you that the first six minutes of your day could set you up for success. You take a minute to pray. You take a minute to write. You take a minute to do an exercise. You take a minute to read. You know, you do these six things for six minutes or 10 minutes each, whatever you set it, but you do all six of those things every morning and you start to build that routine and that that understanding, that reading portion of it is where you start to branch out and become more than just what you know, right? Well, everybody, what do they do first thing in the morning? Grab their phone. Right, roll over. What did I miss? Messages, right? 
Yeah. And just like dating, they just swipe right, bro. Yeah. They don't like something until they get what they want. Yeah. It's crazy to me because you're not actually having a conversation, getting to know somebody like through a picture in a short description. That's not a way to find a, a soulmate, a person. It's just not. When I was um, 24 years old, 23 years old, I guess, I learned how to play guitar on a deployment, and I came back, and Dave actually is the guy that, that loaned me my first guitar. He had this old Fender with the flat fret on, like, 13. Still got it. Yeah. Uh, so that was my first guitar that I learned how to really play on. And um, I just made a personal commitment to myself, because I used to play video games. I used to be big in a Grand Theft Auto. Why not? You know, I like cars. I like guns. Hell, whatever. But um, I made a commitment to myself that I wouldn't play video games unless my fingers were bleeding from playing guitar first. And I thought, I can hold out to that. And I never play video games again. But I play a lot of open mics and live music now. So mm -hmm. doing something with your time. Yeah, I wonder if like uh, the whole video game thing is it's an escape from your reality truly but look is. how many men play it mm -hmm. truly is like i know people here that play it that are in their 40s i'm like i don't have time for that shit yep the guys that we know they work i mean they work with us single dudes almost 40 and that's what they do every night i, I don't know and you know i can't say it's the great investment in your time only because especially if you're married which, you know, I got a lot of friends that play video games and and they're married. And I just have to wonder from the female's perspective, you know, oh, Dan's doing his thing on, you know, his video. Right, you know he's what downstairs mean? Like, playing Madden. You know, don't mess with me for an hour, babe. I got to do what's important to me. Like, that's basically the message you're putting out, you know. And then if you got kids following that suit, so you great. And it's just like, I'm not against it, against it, especially if you're making your money and you got. But I just don't understand how the women look at it. As a man, I can't be seen to say, babe, I got this game I got to do. Right. You need to give me a minute because I'm on the game. I Put life on pause because I'm in. I can only imagine what my wife would say if I came <laughs> home and said some shit like that. I'm locked in, babe. <laughs> Tommy and the boys are meeting up. Because you're not putting your time and effort in where you are. Mm -hmm. You're so just mean, not. It's like an escape. You're going like, somewhere else. If she goes to bed early and you want to whip out Madden, Bet. fucking go for it, Bet. man. Yeah. But you're not investing in your family when you're not present in the moment. Yeah. That's an excellent way of looking at it. Yeah, well, I've got a thing where, where I said, uh, <clears throat> don't ever let her learn how to go to bed alone. That's, that's one of my things. Moving forward, like a relationship, she'll never learn how to go to bed by herself. That's it. That's dope. Break that down a little bit. I did. Got a lot of likes. Send it, though. Mm -hmm. All right, everybody. We appreciate you coming out for this episode. We hope everybody has an awesome day. We look forward to talking to you again soon. See you.